Live from the Be Unique studios in the thriving metropolis of Merritt Island, Florida, it's Ask Mary, where she'll try to answer your questions. And remember, if she doesn't know the answer, she'll make them up. And now, here's Mary. All right. Good afternoon, everybody. It is 2 o'clock. It is Wednesday, and you are listening to another fun and exciting episode of Jam. My name is Tony Taylor, and you're listening to Jam. This is Just Ask Mary, and I'm here with Mary Brotherton again. Mary, good afternoon. How are you? Howdy, 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 howdy. I'm good. All right, uh, all right. Working, working on Be Unique magazine, getting issue 24 already got to work with my writers and get them to do the audio versions and then it's on to issue three of the unique brevard but i'm probably taking a little hiatus between the two magazines because uh-oh drum roll please uh, we're going to miami oh boy Actually, oh we're boy we're going to so, hollywood florida oh and hollywood I florida yes yeah. There, there may be a, an excursion into Miami or South Beach, but the plan is to go to Hollywood for a film festival called the Flow Film Festival. And it's to and celebrate women. Well, it's, it's to celebrate women in the industry. We have four films there screening. And we're, Jennifer and I are going to be down there for a week learning and soaking up knowledge, and probably a little sunshine, but I'm bringing my sunscreen. That's good. And we're just going to be rocking Miami. Rocking Miami. And and, and, and tell me, are you counting on a sweep down there? I count on a sweep everywhere I go. That's why I dyed my broom. Excellent. And what are the name of the movies now that are in competition? Daisy, which has already won... Five or six awards. I actually have lost count. That is fantastic. Um, Forgotten Enchantress, which helped (laughs) Green Gables raise a quarter of a million dollars at the height of the COVID pandemic lockdown in 2020. Wow. Uh, Moving History, which is about moving an actual house to turn it into a museum, and the house had belonged to... Well, it was used for the first church for people of color, but it was also the home of one of the three freedmen who founded Melbourne, Florida, and the Ruby Holland Foundation documentary, which talks about carrying on a woman's legacy to make sure that children of all socioeconomic levels can participate in music. Just because you're rich enough to afford a piano in your house doesn't mean that uh, you're the only person who can play. So they work to to raise money for scholarships to take young people of all uh, financial means to the Orpio Festival in Italy. At least they they try to do it once a year if they can. And we help them... Uh, we didn't raise a quarter of a million with that film, but we did help them raise some money with the screening of that film. That is amazing. Well, and I those tell you are what, all being the, played down in Miami. And I'll tell you what, the Be Unique Juggernaut is on a roll. 
And, you're, and don't forget, we have an, about 11 different podcasts people can listen to throughout the week. Well, it, Oh, it's 12. That's sorry. Well, going on 13. Going on 13. We are just moving along. We are moving along. And speaking of moving along, uh, Mary, I have a guest with us right now. Her name is Penny. And uh, she would like to ask you a question. Go ahead, Penny. Hi, Mary. So this is a kind of deep subject. And to ask the question, I need to give you a little bit of background. Is that okay with you, Mary? My favorite kind. I love it. Okay. Um, This is kind of a traumatic story. Um, Eleven years ago, um, July in 2011, my oldest brother, who is a Special Olympic champion, was standing under a sidewalk under a street lamp and was run down and brutally killed by a rich doctor's Mm. drunk driver daughter um my family was yeah it it was uh, horrific fhp didn't notify our family and uh fortunately my brother was going to pick him up for special olympic softball practice the next morning and um that's how we knew he was missing and and called the cops and everything and it was a whole corrupt thing with uh, FHP, which uh, I won't tell you what I think those initials stand for. But uh, basically, I had to put a case together because my father was a police officer. Um, I knew something was wrong, so I had crime scene photos taken uh, by somebody that lived really close by and did all the right things and basically forced the court to uh, charge him, but in this whole interim, my brother and his sociopath wife with a Ph.D. decided that Bobby's killer shouldn't go to jail, so they literally fought against justice for Bobby, and specifically me, tried to deface me in the public eye with the courts and whatnot, um, lied to the courts, said I threatened them so they would have security, which I've never threatened anyone. Um, anyway, fast forward, um, I get the the killers finally in jail. They, like I said, treated me like I had killed my brother. And I have another challenged brother. Well, last year, my stepmother... Uh, who was an alcoholic when my brother was killed had called me drunk and said, you know, your father wouldn't want his killers in jail. And we all knew better because our father raised us with the law. Um, and she called my challenge brother, Billy, who called me crying. You know, uh, Nettie says, you know, dad wouldn't want this. And it, it was a, a final break in our family. Um now, my brother Billy, uh, I had to have declared incompetent because uh, – I won't get into that long story, but basically he was uh, taken advantage of, and due to his incompetency, if I didn't have him declared comp- incompetent, the state of Florida was going to put him in jail for someone else's crime. Um, fast forward to last year, my, my stepmother dies in the estate of my father in Alabama, and in the will – The property is to be divided six ways. Uh, Me, my brother Bruce, uh, that's the one that fought against justice. Um, Uh My brother Billy is in there, my stepsister, and then my two nieces who uh, preceded the death of their mother, who was my other stepsister. Um, 
and in the will it states that my brother Bruce, that, you know, the assets would be divided and sold and distributed and my brother would set up a trust fund for my brother Billy. Now, my family was investigated a few years ago due to my brother Billy, due to because of my brother's wife's interference. Uh, they investigated us and found that the only one in the entire family that had Billy's best interest was me. Unfortunately, due to my health, um, I could not be his guardian. So we had Quest appoint a state guardian, which he's been through that forever. Now, about three weeks ago, I got a box. I've been waiting for a package from my um, family that they told me when my stepmom died they would send me some items and I'd asked for my father's gun and his wedding ring and a couple other things well they sent me three weeks ago I got a, a, a torn up box with um, a bullet some some razor blades um, my dad's plaques were thrown in there but they because everything was just thrown in a box they, the plaques were broken um, so they didn't send me the gun or whatnot. And when I tried to inquire about the um, property, they referred me to a lawyer who says, because I'm not a direct heir, Alabama law, she doesn't have to tell me anything. And, you know, they didn't invite me to probate, whatnot. So fast forward, this house is sitting there, and now my niece is in this house. My brother Bruce never notified my brother Billy's guardian, one, that our stepmother died last year, and two, that he's setting up a trust for him because, Mary, I'll be honest, I think that they are trying to steal the property, the house, and maybe let my niece live there and kind of wait out time on the health line with my brother and I. I think that, that there's squatters and whatnot. I called the probate court and uh, – Unfortunately, I don't have the finances because I'm disabled to afford an attorney up in probate. Live Alabama. from the Be Unique Studios in the thriving oh, Tony. That's my fault. Sorry about that. You were supposed to fix that, dude. <laughs> I, actually, Mary, well, I accidentally pushed a button, Mary. That was that was my fault. <laughs> buttons happen. I'll stay away from the button. Buttons happen. I'm, I'm so, Mary, into this story. So, so basically, I just found out recently my, bro, my brother's guardian was never notified or anything, and a trust hasn't been done. Now, basically, I'm not sure what to do now because fighting for justice put these diseases that I didn't know um, and, and totally debilitated me. Um, concerned about my health and I've had some heart issues. So fighting this is is another thing, but it I'm not I just not sure what to do since I can't afford an attorney to go there and when I talk to probate court they're like, "Well, what you can do is file for a status inquiry hearing to see what the status is." Um but that would require me going to Alabama, which I'm I'm prepared to do. It doesn't cost that much. But, I mean, this situation, of course, I'm leaving a lot of details of how horrific my family pretty much is. They're MAGA supporters, and um, 
basically at my stepmom's memorial, none of them wore masks, and they infected her sister who infected her own family. And she's still in rehab since June of last year because of COVID. So I'm not quite sure what to do in this situation. I need an outside perspective because uh, it's a lot of stress on me. But I want to make sure my brother Billy is taken care of and uh, nothing has been done. And these people, when they investigated my family several years ago, the investigator told me that, you know, just so you know that, you know, you're the one recommended as the point of contact. You know, we we investigated. I said, oh, really? The Ph.D. didn't win over? And they go, she's a Ph.D., a sociopath with a Ph.D., they're the one that put the name on her. So it's not something that I just devised on my own and assume. Now, did I always think it? Yes, yeah, she's she is a, she's a pretty evil person. When my, when my brother Bobby, Bobby was killed, she conned Quest into his bank account when my mother was the next of kin and stole his money. Basically got paid twice for the funeral, took his money, took the insurance money and they're they're just conniving people. They're 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 just not good people. So my question, Mary, hearing kind of what I, the situation I'm in, what would you do? What would you advise to I mean I, I you know, they screwed over my my brother in his death, you know? And I felt like you know, he had been picked on his whole life because he was challenged. I always stood up for him. My brother Bruce is a year older than me. Uh, not so much. He's, uh, my dad called him PW, and his wife basically, you know, rules the world. You can't even call his home and talk to him. You have to talk to her. So it's fighting a well, but with Alabama probate laws, I'm not sure what to do. So hearing this crazy story, and if if you are interested in it, we were actually on the news. It happened in 2011 when Bobby was killed, but justice for Bobby, if you Google that, you'll see news stories and whatnot. And even the news reporters that covered it thought they were the most insane couple they'd ever witnessed, (laughs) literally fighting for the the criminals. The non, and and to emphasize, non-remorseful killer of our brother what do you think Mary <clears throat> okay I think a lot of things <laughs> and, and, and you told me if I correct me if I'm wrong okay Bobby's killers are in prison not anymore but they were in Prisoned for their crime? Actually, no. They got off. We had a crooked state attorney who the ASA uh, that I was given, Nicole Pig, Pigo, I'm sorry, I call her Pignose. She was the one, if you remember the Bethune fiasco where the killers got away with hazing crime, she's the one that blew that. She was the uh, state, assistant state attorney on, on our case. She basically told me in one of our first and one of our last meetings that the state attorney's office feel that uh, vehicular homicide and DUI manslaughter are not jailable offenses. 
and which at that time I told her, well, then you should probably quit your job because that's the law. And it was kind of the preceding state attorney's philosophy and whatnot that followed on. Uh, so it's, uh, yeah, it's, it was, it was a very difficult situation. I think I lost my train of thought there. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, no, uh, let me, let me ask you to repeat your question for me. Knowing what the situation. Do I, what do I think you should do? Yeah. Well, how, how should I handle this with this family of mine um, to, to try to make sure that my brother, I mean, I, basically I found out that my niece is in my father's estate house, the house my father paid for, which, of course, when he died, it was in my stepmother's name. He, and my dad died several years before. But the will clearly states that the property is divided be six ways. So, like I said, my brother and his wife will do anything to hurt us. I, my feelings is that... Is this your blood brother or your half brother? Uh, Blood brother. My blood brother has my half nieces. One of them living in the house. My blood blood brother is the one that fought against justice for our brother, and he's the one that, in the will, is supposed to put a trust together for my brother Billy, who's also challenged, and he didn't even notify the his guardian. They had no idea that my stepmom had died. They had no idea that a trust is supposed to be set up in his name, and they told me that he desperately needs that money because he has health issues. Um, He has some teeth problems, but more importantly, he has health issues that they, they could use home health aids three days a week. And unfortunately in Florida, even though he qualifies for it, they don't have the people to fill those positions. So it needs to be a something that is self-paid, which this money would help him survive. Do you you understand my point there? Where where does Billy live right now? He lives in Orlando. My brother Bruce lives in Oviedo. The house is in uh, Jacksonville, Alabama. Is Billy living independently? He is with a wife that is, uh, uh, his guardian told me she's pretty confident she has um, Parkinson's, but she's Hispanic, and when the Trump phenomenon happened, she lost her mind. And uh, she has kind of kept Billy from the rest of the family. Now, my brother Bruce never checks on him to begin with. I just talked to the guardian, and she's like, they, they haven't heard from him in years. So, but here is the problem. It's been a, a, you know, next month or in a couple of weeks, it'll be a year since my stepmom died. They didn't notify the the uh, guardians here of anything in a trust. And like I said, these people are pretty horrific. They'll, they'll do just about anything to hurt me, which I, I don't know what the vendetta, probably because I'm not a person that can be controlled, and sociopaths are control and manipulators. Um, And so, you know, they try to hurt those that they can't control. But this is going to hurt my brother. He could use this money. So I'm not quite sure. You know, if I had money, I would just hire an attorney. But 
I need some f- fresh perspective on maybe there's something I could be doing or or whatnot. Well, number one disclaimer: I am not an attorney. Oh, I know. <laughs> number two, my answers are quite often unorthodox. I'm but up for that. I, I would. I would suggest you check in with legal aid. Does Billy have a caseworker? Yeah, he has a guardian. Talk to your guardian, to his guardian. Uh, Get legal advice from, you can get free legal advice from, uh, actually, I don't know what the, the requirements are for guardian ad litem. I think those are for minor children. But I think, hold on a minute, I have access right here who can use a guardian, who gets a guardian ad litem. I think it might be for people uh, like Billy. Court-appointed representative passed for the next friend of the child. Okay, so it is for minor children. Yeah. But there has to be something like that for adults. Um, and let's look up adults who need guardians. And, of course, now guardians are not uh, attorneys, but they can help you get where you need to go. A voluntary guardianship. He has has a state-appointed guardian, and I know, and I talked to, um, when I talked to his guardian, um, a person who, the people that investigated my family are still in place, and um, I, I haven't reached out to the one that was there for all the court cases who knows the dynamics of my family or whatnot. I, um, and I think that knows, would be your, your first yeah. and best option. Reach out to Billy's guardian and ask did that. for help. Ask that person to guide you to finding an attorney that will work for you pro bono and help you navigate everything that needs to be navigated. My next Okay. My my next suggestion is divorce your family. <laughs> Good suggestion, Mary. Divorce yourself from your family. You don't have to have an attorney to do this. Right. All you have to do is sit down with a piece of paper. I've divorced one of my sisters. She's probably not listening to this, so it doesn't matter. Um, And if she is, Bernie, eat my dust. Uh, (laughs) 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 Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. If she's hearing this show, I'm going to hear back from her because she doesn't know I've divorced her. Um, I could send a tape, Mary, if you'd like. I could give you her address because I don't care. <laughs> what, what divorcing yourself from your family does is it frees you from that emotional energy that is currently eating you apart. Yeah. It's causing health issues. In fact, I was advised to divorce my sister after I went to Elisa Nicole for an energy healing session. Uh, she's one of our sponsors. She has a show on 
In fact, Tony will be talking with her later this month, the last Thursday of every month. He's going to be, be the having a show Mary. with her. Yeah. The 26th. And yeah. he's doing that as a favor for me. So I go to Miami. I go to Miami. Uh, <laughs> sure. Go ahead excited? and rub it in. Rub it in. <laughs> I haven't I have had any kind of break or vacation since 2018 that didn't involve the death of a loved one. Uh. So... Um, my uh, Alisa is an energy healer. She's an intuitive. She has a show on the first Tuesday of every month called Transformational Tuesdays on the same channel, and she has the last Thursday of every month on Unscripted, where she callers call in. Yeah, callers call in. How novel an idea! Uh, people call in and ask her one question, but sometimes they don't even get a chance to do that. She'll start saying, "I have a message for you." So she yeah. works with the spirit realm. Anyway, Alisa and I had been working on some of my health issues, and she picked up the energy from my sister that was dragging me down. Yeah. And she said, Mary, you need to divorce her. I said, how do I do that? She said, write her a letter and tell her why you're divorcing her. Get it all out of your system. Everything she's done to you that's hurt you from the day whoever the first, the second one was born. So I, I had like 24 months of bliss in my life, and then along comes the stinger. Anyway, we, um, I mean, we grew up together lovingly, but with her agenda as part of that love. I loved her unconditionally, and it was not returned that way. So right. I wrote the letter. And I, I put it on my desktop, and I said, delete this. That was how I called. That was the file that I needed. And from time to time, I'd think of another evil or another infraction, and I'd add it to the letter. And after about a month of writing it, I thought, oh, I'm going to go back and read that letter. But when I saw the file was named delete this, I just deleted it. And the moment I did, I felt this enormous weight lifted from my heart. And believe it or not, my healing started not long after that. Hmm. I mean, talking physical healing. I've been dealing with doctors for years and yeah. didn't know that it was because of that energy. Yeah. So you can... Write your brother a letter. Some people like to take the letter and put it in a, a, a Ziploc bag and put it in the freezer. That way you put them mm. away. You freeze them. Some people like to take it and burn it. I just wrote it electronically and deleted it, and it was poof, no more. And the funny thing, I, did, I chose not to um, unfriend her on Facebook. That was a choice. There are a lot of people on my Facebook page that I I have as friends, like Tony Taylor. But, you know, I, I don't friends. associate with them. <laughs> but, you know, there, there are a lot of people on Facebook that I don't associate with, as well as other uh, social media outlets. But that's the only one that she and I ever had in common. It was my choice based on my believe that kindness is the way and love is the answer. 
So I chose not to stir up any hornet's nest by unfriending her. I did put her in a special list called Unpeople. And that's where I put people that I don't want updates from. She's the last person I hear from unless she reaches out to me. And it's interesting because ever since I've divorced her, she's been nicer to me. I, I basically reversed the polarization of that energy. I stopped being her victim. I took command of the energetic and spiritual situation. And you can do that with your brother. It may not resolve this financial situation. It may not resolve Billy's issues. But in the end, the only person you need to be responsible for is Penny. Yeah. You you cannot get or give happiness to or from any human being. You're responsible for your own. And as long as you let the PhD and the psychopath and the crazy, crazy family affect you, they're going to. Yeah. Because the more energy you give them, the more you get back of the same Mm. stuff. You start changing the way you react to them. Instead of reacting, respond. And there's a difference. If, if, what is your brother's name that caused you this grief? Bruce. Bruce. You know, the very first boyfriend I had was named Bruce. <laughs> and he, I was 16, barely 16 years old. And he dropped me like a hot potato because I wouldn't put out. <laughs> and really? I didn't even know what didn't even know what that meant at the time, but I found out that was why he quit being my boyfriend. Dated him for two months, and then all of a sudden, he heard a rumor that I was, you know, loose and Hot fancy free. Yeah. <laughs> Little did he know, I was not. But the rumor started, and so he and all of his cronies got interested in me again. But anyway, um, when Bruce does something that makes you angry, take three gigantic breaths, just suck in the air, and then when you blow it out, blow it out with a sigh and a force that says, I'm blowing you away, I'm blowing you off. Don't react to him. Don't, you know, if he says, hey, Penny, I'm going to come visit you. And your first response is, oh, hell no, you're not. Take a deep breath. Blow it out hard. Take another deep breath. Do, do it at least three times. And if three times isn't enough to calm you down, do it 30 times. But when you're calm and can respond, instead of responding with, I don't want you here, or whatever the answer is, respond from... What would Dad want? Um, how how should I respond? That is coming from a place. Always, always, always come from a place of love. Don't buy in to his drama. 
That's his drama. You don't need it. Well, there is no communication with me and my brother. Uh, they just ignore. Good. Which that is sounds- okay, but the fact that they're trying to let to screw my you know, it was bad enough what they did to Bobby. I mean, fighting for his killers. But now they're trying to stop this estate from being settled. That would help my other challenge, Brother Billy. And to get something done, I have to communicate. And and to be honest, I've tried that. I tried a forgiveness letter a while ago with my brother. Um, Tony can tell you when I was extremely ill, um, my mother contacted my brother because uh, had my MELD score gone up, I would have needed a, a liver transplant. My brother could care less if I died. So there is no love there. I mean, but I have told him repeatedly that, you know, I, it, it, that's his issue. If he needed a kidney or something and I could give it, I still would. Because right. I'm a good person. I'm not, you know, this just horrific person. Well, I mean, we just found out, too, that $1,000 that is out of their income range on a beach condo. And I'm wondering, did the same corporal got pay off, pay them off? Is that why? Penny, who cares? It's yeah. not your money. Yeah. And it, well, if- if I let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. You don't know me. Yeah. Do you? If no. I'm spending eighty thousand dollars that's out of my price range on a beach condo, would you care? Well, if you did stuff to try to hinder prosecution, like the Corporal McNabb did, and they did. And then you have eighty thousand dollars and to put on a beach condo. It's pretty suspicious, wouldn't you think? Oh, that's one of the reasons that I have issues with my divorced sister. Similar, similar, similar situation. The day we put my mother in the grave, she's texting me. She couldn't come to the to the uh, internment. She couldn't even come to the funeral. And she has her reasons. I have my suspicions. But anyway, uh, she was texting me, bam, bam, bam. You know how people blow up your phone, telling me all the things that she wanted back from my mother, from her house. Mm-hmm. And I reacted to that very badly. And yeah. then I realized that what I was doing was only hurting me. It wasn't hurting her. Yeah. And... Bruce doesn't care what you do. He's made that very, very plain. Yeah. He could care less if you walk on this earth or if you don't walk on this earth. True. So if he is the executor of the estate. That, that is, to be, is questionable. He's definitely the, tr- the trustee of the trust in the will, but it does, it names my niece as a personal representative, but then my brother as a trustee. It's a very complex five-page will, to be honest. Um, 
And in Alabama, their laws on probate are a little bizarre. But luckily, everything's in the will. It wasn't spelled out as next in kin, next of kin, and beneficiary for me and my brothers. We probably, without a will, we wouldn't have gotten anything of our father's estate. But, like I said, they have no problem with us not getting anything. My brother not getting anything, and twenty, thirty thousand dollars would mean a whole better life for my brother Billy. You know. Yeah. I think your best bet is to reach out to Billy's guardian. I already and did that. that. That's what those guardians are supposed to do. They're supposed to advocate for their yeah. clients. Yeah. How long ago did you reach out to the guardian? I just talked to her this afternoon, actually. She okay. had no idea. We've I've been trying to reach her for a while, and uh, she, we finally connected today, and she had no idea. And I said, you know, legally, you should have been notified. She goes, yes, absolutely, I should have been notified. She goes, I don't even think Billy knows that your stepmom's dead. So she's going over there next week, and she's going to have him call me and talk to me. But, you know, I've tried this whole forgiveness, release, and whatnot. My problem is I send the letters. No, 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 don't don't, don't worry about forgiving and releasing. Divorce is that. Yeah. I'm telling you, you divorce your brother, and okay. you will not need to forgive him. Well, I, it, I told it, him, a, let's settle this so we never have to talk or interact ever again, because <laughs> that's my preference for these people. I don't want to have anything to do with maggots, you know. And it also it haunts me that, these maggots have my father's gun. Not my brother, but my niece. They're, they're, put it this way, when they told me my stepmother died, my two nieces were on the phone, and they said she had died from COVID. I said, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I hope you girls got vaccinated. They started laughing. Yeah. Laughing. And I'm like, why are you laughing? They go, well, she had, she had COPD, too. And I go, I have COPD. Should I just die? Hmm. It, it, it's just nonsense. It's it, the, the whole thing is crazy. I mean, uh. hey Mary, can I interject for just a second? It sounds like you know, with the Alabama probate laws being different and that type of thing, um, there is a need for some legal advice. And if Penny, if you're living in Orange County, they do have uh, they do have uh, legal advice for people that do not have money or do not have the finances for lawyers. And uh, I can give you that number if you'd like. It's the Legal yeah. Aid Society of Orange County. Good. Okay. And their number is um, area code 407-841-8310. And they specialize okay. in working with people that have legal questions that don't have the finances for a lawyer. And I think that that, outside of what Mary's talking about, in that, you know, you need to take care of yourself. Yeah. You're not, you're not going to be worth anything to anybody if you don't take care of yourself. And Absolutely. that can be in several different ways. And Mary has suggested many different ways. But if you need to take up the bar, if you need to raise the bar, if you have questions... If you have, and it does, it sounds like you have questions that need to be answered by the legal profession. 
please take uh-huh. advantage of the Legal Aid Society of Orange County. They're there, and they would be able yeah. to help you, and they would be able to answer your questions with a lot more uh, standing than either myself or Mary can. So uh-huh. that might be another good place to start. But take care of yourself too, right, Mary? Absolutely. And by all means, think in terms of, you know, maybe divorce is a harsh word. You know, we think in terms of a divorce as divorcing yourself from a spouse. Uh But there are other ways you can look at that, you know, uh, a severance. If you're on a job, it... it, uh, Okay, let, let me let me go back for a second into my woo-woo realm here. We, we are born into families that we choose. This is my belief. This is not Be Unique's belief. It's not necessarily Tony's belief. This is just Mary's. I believe that before we're born, we're given a choice. And, or we're given several choices, actually. And I believe that we, we choose our family. And that's why some people are born into abusive families. Uh-huh. That's why some children are stillborn. Because as a spirit, we are sent here to learn lessons. I agree. In fact, I have a, I have a grandson that lived very few hours, well, I think it was 20 minutes, in his daddy's arms. And his, I, I think Jacob was put on this earth to experience what birth was like more than anything else. Mm-hmm. But he was also put here to give my son a connection that he didn't have before. Um, it, it's been pretty remarkable how Jacob fares in our family's life. Um, but I think we choose our families. So you chose Bruce. But I didn't choose him. Honest, <laughs> maybe honor, I chose honor. my mom and dad, maybe. But well, well maybe I, maybe I, I chose think. My dad. Trust me, there that one sister. I mean, I have eight. I have seven siblings. Mm-hmm. Um, I adore my brothers. One of them, I could kind of take or leave. I absolutely. I love my younger sister. My older sister's gotten better as she's gotten older. Never used to like her very much. The one that I divorced, she's gone, so it doesn't matter. But you can think of a divorce as a a dissolution or a a disunion or a breakup even. Uh, I like the word severance because it it implies cutting. Yeah. Uh, so think of a word, and, and you maybe look up the word divorce and see what the synonyms are and, and choose one that works for you uh-huh. and find a way. In fact, um, I will, if you want, I can give you Elisa's phone number. You can text her, and she can maybe help you with some of your energy issues related to this. Yeah. Um, but it, it, it's really, I cannot tell you enough how good she is. And Tony can attest. He's I can, done some I can work attest. With Elisa. I, have, I have worked with her, and she is extremely, extremely good. She will tell you things that you would be surprised to hear. My husband went to her 
with a rather, uh, it wasn't a closed mind. It wasn't an open mind. I think the, the door was on a hinge and it swung both ways with him. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he liked to think that he was open-minded and he still thought, nah, this isn't going to work. But mm-hmm. he came away and he said, did you tell Elisa about blah, blah? I said, nope, I did not. He said, well, did you tell her about so-and-so? I said, no, she forbid me to tell her anything about you uh-huh. because she wanted to talk to you on a, a, a level that she knew was spiritual, not from uh, hearsay. Right. But uh, you got paper and pencil? Getting to it right now. Okay. Um, but Alisa can help you divorce your brother. She can tell you how. Uh, and, and you can also look up how to divorce a sibling or how to separate energy. There, there's lots of things you can do. You just want to give yourself some peace. And you've done everything you can for Billy by contacting his uh, guardian. And I think your work with this situation is over. And I know it, it, may not, it may not feel like the right answer, but if you get nothing from your parents' estate, so what? Is, is it worth to have more money in exchange for bad health and a troubled spirit? Well, the problem is, is it it hurts my brother because he could, you know, when I told his guardian about it, she goes, oh, my God, Billy could use this so badly, you know, because she can't get him in these programs. So it's not that she can't get him into it. There's such a long list that she has, you know, so many clients that don't have these access because they're just not the workers there that, that – generally are yeah. you know there there's not that so i think it would haunt me more just to say okay wash my hands let these people screw again my family over which my brother has no problem doing you know well you, just you contacted his guardian i'm if, sorry if you can i said you've already contacted the guardian so you've got those wheels in motion contact yeah. the legal aid people that Tony mentioned. Yeah. They can help Billy where you can't. Right. You can be Billy's, uh, what is the word I'm thinking of? You can be Billy's voice, basically. Yeah, I have been his whole life. Do you have his power of attorney? No, because of my illness, the guardian does. Okay, okay, good. That, that's good. Um, let me give you Elisa's phone number, and that's another resource that you can call on. Okay. And at least get, you know, you'll give, I don't know how she can help you, but I think she can. Okay. It's 407. Okay. 432. Okay. 77088. I would four, suggest three, you go ahead. Four three two seven zero eight eight. Yes. Okay. 
I suggest you text her first, introduce yourself, tell her Mary sent you, and explain the situation to her. When, when you talk to her on the phone, explain the situation. Ask her if there's anything she can advise. Okay. Yeah, and she may say, well, I think... She may tell you, I think you need to come in for a healing or you need to do a, schedule a healing over the phone. There is a fee for that, but... Uh, Very minimal. You know, if you, if you can't afford it, then you just tell her, I can't afford it. I'm just looking for somebody to point me yeah. in the right direction. Yeah. I just want to live through this. <laughs> you know, the last, the last fight with them... It almost killed me. I mean, I, I wasn't just fighting FHP, the state attorney's office. I was fighting half my family. And, um, you know, that did, it, it really wrecks you. And now to be in this, this situation, it's super painful that, you know, it's not only me they're hurting. And if it was just me, that's where... I, you know, I thought about this before when I first met the, read the will, but my brain, I, I, I'm in remission now from a disease. I wasn't at the time, so my brain and, and whatnot was not clicking. Um, and I thought then, you know, you know what, uh, take whatever. You, you know, you don't want to give me my dad's gun, kill yourself with it. You know, whatever. I mean, I didn't think things like that. that. I just thought, that, I, I, I don't know, I didn't, but, yeah. But that's bad energy right there. Yeah, I agree. And you don't, that's you negative. Don't want to attract that. I, yeah, I didn't. I didn't actually think that. I just. I don't know why I even said it. I just. The, you said it just, because it feels good to say it. My God, I want to <laughs> stomp him in the head. <laughs> Mary, <laughs> Mary, I, I don't want to stomp anybody in the head, but you know. <laughs> I, I think you're I believe in karma, okay. and I hope karma you know visits them hire, again. Hire me. I'll go stomp him in the head. Oh, you don't want to do that, Penny. I'll, I'll show him what. He <laughs> <laughs> don't want to. No, my my point is, you can figuratively stomp him in the head. Yeah. But, but your best bet is to say, write a letter. This, this is my suggestion. I know what works for me. You may need yeah. a little more extra ritual to yours to make it work because I think the pain's been there for quite a long time. Yeah. But I, would, I wouldn't say dear Bruce because he's not dear. Just say Bruce. Yeah. With this document, I divorce you. You are no longer my brother, and these are the reasons why. And you yeah. list them. And at the end, you say, I bless you. You don't yeah. have to wish him well. You don't have to say all the best. Just bless him and be on the way. There, I can tell you there have been times in my past when I would react to people and I'd be so angry with the situation. I'd shoot him yeah. a bird. Now yeah. I shoot him a peace sign. Yeah. And I always, I, I, when my husband looks at me sometimes, well, you know, somebody cuts me off in traffic and I'm, I'm doing them the peace sign. He goes, why didn't you shoot him the bird? I said, well, I shot him two fingers instead of one. <laughs> I'd, rather, I'd, rather shoot, I'd rather shoot the peace out instead of anger. 
I like it your perspective. Affects, it affects how you move through this world. You will yes. be amazed. It takes time. It takes I flip back. I go back and forth between Mary, the spiritual answerer to all the questions of the world, to I don't know what to do. I'm scared. And we're all scared. There are times, and, and that's what the thing is with you right now. You are afraid for Billy. You're trying to live your life for Billy, and you're trying to make things right for him, and you may not be able to. You Have you ever heard of the serenity prayer? The s- serenity prayer, yeah. Yeah. Give me the courage to change the things I can. Yeah. The, the, strength, hey, no, the strength to change yeah. I can. The courage to change, uh, accept the things I can't, the wisdom to know the difference. Exactly. It, it works. And I'll tell you another thing that works is, I always say it wrong. Oh, 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 oh no, I think it is. Um, and I'll start it for you, for Bruce. Bruce, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. You don't have to say what you're sorry for, but it could be, I am sorry I was born into your family. I am <laughs> sorry you were related to me. <laughs> But you don't even have to go into that. But then you can say, please forgive me for ever thinking that you would change. Yeah. But if you just go, I'm sorry, please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. And you don't have to love him like, oh, he's my brother. We're so close. I love him. Love him for the injured creature he is because he is injured. When someone is so filled with vitriol and anger. There's something bad wrong. And it could be coming from a previous incarnation. It could be coming from, uh, you know, his choice in life might have been to be a bad guy, to, to be on this earth and see what it feels like to be evil. Huh. And, and now he's dealing with it. It can't be fun for him. I can't imagine that people that are so cold to their relatives, their their blood kin, can be so vengeful and, and vindictive. But they are. And and there's absolutely nothing that we can do to change them except change how we respond to them. That's the only thing we control. I, I've definitely learned that. And the problem is the heart issue. And, and um, you know, if it was just me a few months ago, I was like, screw it. They're going to screw me. But it comes back to my brother Billy. I, I, you know, as a child growing up, when we first moved to Florida, I was eight years old. And I remember my oldest brother, Bobby, I I heard someone yelling at him. And it was an old man yelling at Bobby, and he was just standing there with tears running down his eyes. And I said, hold on. And I ran home, and I grabbed a bat. And I came back, and I said, I had the the bat ready to take out the guy's kneecaps. I said, what are you saying to my brother? And he goes, uh, uh. I go apologize to my brother. 
and he did. And I said, don't ever talk to my brother like that again, because he was calling him the R word and everything. I mean, uh, I guess Bobby walked into his yard or something. I don't know. It was something really stupid. But was since he calling I was him eight resplendent? Years, I'm, huh? I said, was he calling him resplendent? No, he I was calling him beautiful. the I, R word. I know what you're, talking. I know what you're I talking about. I can't even say it because... To say the word makes me cry because I know how it hurt my brothers. Yeah. So growing up, my brother Bruce is a year and a half older than me. I'm the I'm the baby of the family, the only girl. And I always had to look out for these guys. And in the neighborhood, I grew up really quickly because people respected me young and old because nobody would mess with my brothers because of me. You know, I stood up, and I feel in my life that's who I've been. So when Bobby was killed, I felt my dad's spirit and my brother's spirit, and they're like, you know the law, you know what's supposed to be done. And I had messages happen here in my house and stuff. I believe in spirits and and whatnot. Tony can tell you we did a documentary years ago about Casadega. But, um, you know, I knew I was doing the right thing. But, again... That fight for justice for Bobby almost killed me. It made me very, very, very ill because it was not just fighting for justice. It was fighting the family as well, which well, is a whole where, different. That's where it hurts, yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I don't know that I could or that I would want to try to understand why in the world they didn't rally around you. Rally for the right. brother, <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, I, I, I think it was just evil, but a reporter even thought, too. wonder how much they got paid. And and several friends that were involved and, and saw what was happening, everybody thought they had been paid because the killer's parents were divorced, but they were both rich doctors. And they were pretty unsavory doctors t- at that uh, I found a lot of dirt on them. Uh, it was <laughs> it was a lot. Bill Schaefer talked about the case and said it uh, was the most craziest, bizarre case that uh, a total lapse of um, of justice, you know, from Judge Janet C. Thorpe, you know, from the state attorney's office, all of them. First of all, not wanting them in prison. Luckily, the woman violated. And she kept violating. And the state attorney's office, because I'd call and I'd say, I just got a call. She's at this bar. She was on house arrest. Shouldn't have been driving. And uh, they told me, threatened me. They said, if you call one more time, we're going to charge you with stalking. And I go, look, some guy's calling me, telling me where she is. It was one of her ex-best friends. So I told the guy, I said, listen, they're going to charge me with stalking. Print up her court order with her picture, and the next time you see her downtown drinking, grab a cop. And he did, and that's how she got violated. Oh, good. Yeah. And then she's continually tried to get out. She had, I don't know if you know who Kelly B. Sims is. Do you remember when in Orlando when that uh, a, uh, Olympic molested one of the young uh, girls here in Orlando? I don't know if I remember that or not. I don't remember that. Yeah, it was several years back. I, Kelly B. Sims. I tend to block some of that stuff out. 
Yeah, he he was the attorney that got the coach off after he molested the girl here in Orlando, the uh, Olympic gymnast. So he was a very formidable lawyer who actually shook my hand in the end and said I was one of his toughest rivals he's ever had in his career. You know, he goes, I just want to congratulate you. He goes, you know, you, you did everything you could for your brother, and it took forever, and you won, and as you should, you know. So I knew I had done the right thing, uh, but like I said, it, it came at a cost to my house. And, Penny, if I can interject real quick, and that's the thing. I mean, you've done so much for your brothers. You've done so much for the the situation that your other brother was in when he was tragically killed. Um, but don't forget about yourself. Yeah. Okay? You matter. You're important, okay? Do things for yourself that's going to take care of your health. Because in the end, Penny, you know, you are your, you know, you are your own, you are only thing in your life that you can control. And you matter to a lot of people. And you should matter to yourself. So think about what Mary was saying earlier in that, you know, You've got to be able to settle and come to peace within yourself because you're not going to be good to anybody. And that's the, the, and that's the person you have to answer to. And you've done so much and you've worked so hard and it's taken its toll. So now let others try to help you. Let other services try to help you and help yourself because you matter. Yeah. And Penny, yeah. in the end, you know, you've got your help if you've got your health. But you've also got your mind. So I don't know how old you are, but I'll say this. Oh, (laughs) you're still a baby. (laughs) Um, That's what my cardiologist said the other day. You're too young to be here. (laughs) I have a cousin who lived to be 106 years old. Wow. Now, the last uh, 10 years probably... Or maybe not even that many, but I'll say the last ten years of her life were mostly in, she was mostly invalid. Mm-hmm. And toward the last five years, she got Alzheimer's. But can you imagine being a hundred and being alert, and yeah. but yet you may not be able to walk very far or very much. So you're you're stuck with yourself. If you should be so lucky to live to see 60, yeah. you want the next two years of your life to be peaceful. Yeah. If, by the grace of God, you live to be 106, you know, you're, you're basically middle-aged, girlfriend. Hey, I don't want to so, live to be 106. Forget about it. I have enough pain now. <laughs> but, but my point is, <laughs> My point is, you you've got you've got some physical conditions, yeah, that are going to be with you for probably the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. But you don't need these mental, mm. emotional, and spiritual conditions to be with you the rest of your life. Exactly. Yeah. Work work toward easing your mind. You don't have to worry about your conscience. That's all on Bruce. He's got to deal with that. You just need to find a way 
to separate yourself from everything that doesn't serve your best interest. And what I would recommend is a simple manifest trick that I have used very successfully. I surround myself with positive people who vibrate on my level. Thank yeah. you, God, universe, spirit, source, whatever you want to call it. I call him Gus. But, you know, whatever you <laughs> want to call the, the creative power of the universe, you make sure you say thank you and yeah. claim it. So it is. I am surrounded by positive. And you could even add positive, loving, motivational, inspirational people. But always add that part about who vibrate on my level. That way, you, the Bruce's of the world and whatever his wife's name is, they just disappear. They disappear from your life. And you can also surround Billy with the same kind of energy. You can either say Billy and I are surrounded, or you can do one for yourself and one for Billy. That way, no matter if you live to be you know, 68 or 108, your final years, you're not sitting there mumbling in your tapioca pudding, ah, Bruce. I can't stand what he did to my family. Bruce, you're a bastard. Ah. You, know, you want the rest of your life to be filled with joy. True that. That's why I want to so, get this done so I don't have to ever deal with them ever, ever again. But, sweetheart, you don't have to wait until it's done. Yeah. You can start, you can start today. Start your divorce proceedings today. Write it down on a piece of paper. And whether you want to burn it, stick it in the freezer, bury it in your backyard, or just delete the file. Mm-hmm. And then I would suggest, are you a sager? Have you ever saged your house? I have four things of sage, yes. Yeah, I knew I was going to like you. So <laughs> sage your house before yeah. you start this process to get yourself okay clear and purified. Then when ah. it's done, sage it again. If you've got some Palo Santo, that works really, really well. Um, <laughs> it, you know, whatever you've got to do, do your ritual, your spiritual outlet that makes you feel good. Put on the, the highest vibration music you can find. I don't care if it's the Bee Gees or Mozart or just binaural beats. Find something that makes and it might be bluegrass for you. Who knows? It's just a guy. I don't judge. <laughs> but um, whatever you do, make it all about you. This exactly. Are, are you married, Penny? No. Okay. So you don't have to worry about how loud you play your music. You don't have to no. worry about disturbing anybody else in your house. No, uh, just my dog. <laughs> well, you know, you might want to... Ho- Tone down a little bit for the dog. I have to do that for my cat. But um, Tony, this is between you and me and Penny. Don't let anybody else in the world know this. Not anybody in the 90 countries that's listening can hear this and share this information. But I mm-hmm. kind of look forward to the days that my husband has to go out of the house to work. Oh, boy. Because I, I can crank the music up as loud as I want without disturbing him. So Right. Live your life, Penny, the way 
you want to. Don't Beautiful. you don't need to wait until something is resolved. Don't right. wait until you have a special occasion to pull out the good china. Always yeah. be thinking, you know what, if this is the last day of your life, how would you live it? If you knew that you were going to die at midnight tonight, how would you live today? Mm, that's a good question. I think you're supposed to be asking me the question. I know. Well, I think. I think because I love nature, I would be at the beach right now, um, enjoying the last few minutes of my life uh, with Mother Nature. Why can't you do that Why now? Why can't you do that? Yeah. Uh, right now? Yeah. Uh, I'm on the phone with you. Bye. <laughs> well, we can we can we can exit any time. <laughs> okay, hey, Penny. Let me ask you, do you this. After you hang up, let me ask you this too, Penny. Has this been helpful for you? Yes, actually, and I I want to say, Mary, I, I I agree with so much of what you said. And and as for spirituality, I'm very very spiritual. Um, anti-organized religion person uh, but I believe in, in the spirit and soul I'm, not, I'm mixed on your choosing the family because I, how can you choose your family and your siblings you know that would that would put a lot of power on one person right but then again that's just a personal opinion why what makes you think you don't have that power you know. hmm yeah. Before, what what do you believe you were before you were born? Uh, a soul. I, what I still am, a living soul. Well, I, I was okay, a soul so, without a body. Right. So you weren't just a twinkle in your father's eye. No. Before no. you were born. All right. So what's to say that before you incor- in, incarnated as a human... But you haven't lived a thousand years as a spirit. Well, Nothing. what is your feelings on reincarnation? <laughs> oh, man. How long have we got, Tony? Oh, um, uh, well, if you can start going into reincarnation, um, I'm going to go ahead and set a bed inside the studio. <laughs> it's going to be a while. <laughs> well, let, let me. I've, let I've, me I've I'll, heard. I'll, I've, I've, <laughs> I will be as succinct as I can be. Okay. My son, my son was 19 years old when he came to visit my current husband, who is my best husband, and me in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And we went to a little hippy-dippy place called Little Five Points in Atlanta. And we, we just went there to look, see mm-hmm. what was there, art, maybe get a piercing or two, or tattoo, or look, look around and see what things were there. Mm-hmm. Uh, have some lunch. Spend some time together, because we hadn't been together for a while. Probably six or eight months. And we went into this place because somebody was playing a didgeridoo. And we heard the didgeridoo, and we were like, oh, we got to go in here. And it was such a Crazy, eclectic little place. People were just people in there. They were just amazing. There were beads and tarot cards and candles. And, and, you know, we walked around this corner, 
and there was a a set. There were two chairs, two beach chairs, sitting side by side. Each chair had uh, a pair of sunglasses that were wired and a set of really cheap headphones connected to it. And we said, I think it said, uh, mine trip, $5 for 15 minutes. I'm like, whoa. You want to do it? That's said, yeah, let's do it. So we did. And if you opened your eyes, you could see flashing green and red light. If you closed your eyes, you saw way more magical stuff. Uh, you saw all kinds of colors and images and shapes. And the music was, I think, a little bit of every kind of music ever known to man. Mm. I don't know. I heard country music. I heard techno. I heard bluegrass. I heard classical. I heard folk music. There was a lot of folk music in there. Mm-hmm. But I was really shocked at the techno music, electric dance music. And it was just, it was really cool. So we sat there and experienced this for 15 minutes. And he tried to talk me into buying him the didgeridoo, but I said, nope, I don't think so. And number one, I won't sit in my car. Number two, it's $150. Yeah. Number three, I don't think I need you to learn how to play the didgeridoo in my apartment. So <laughs> we left, and we're walking. And as we typically do, we walk and we talk, he and I. So I said, hey, Matt, do you want to talk about how, how you know, did you enjoy this uh, little mind trip? Because, yeah, that was pretty cool. I said, what did you think about it? He goes, it was all right. I said, you want to tell me what you saw? I said, you don't have to. But if you'd like to tell me what you saw or experienced, I'd love to share that with you. Because I already knew what I knew. And you know how when you have a dream, you, you might look at the clock and you go to sleep and five seconds later you wake up from a dream and it's like, how did all that happen in five seconds? Uh-huh. So... Uh, I said, what did you see? He goes, Mom, it was strange. He said, I saw a gigantic rooster that was bigger than me, and he's 6'8". And he said, I saw this big old rooster. Yeah, I saw a few other things. Uh-huh. I said, is that all you saw? He said, yeah, pretty much. A lot of shapes and colors and geometry and numbers. He said, but mostly I saw the rooster. That was what got my attention. I'm like, oh, Interesting. I said, I saw that. I, I said, I didn't see the rooster, but I saw so much more. I said, but you know, what really impressed me was not what I saw, but what I knew as a result of this trip. He said, uh-huh. what's that? And I said, well, I got the impression that you were my father in a past life, and I was your daughter, and that's why you're so protective of me now. He goes, he stops me, puts his arm out on my arm, you know, touches my shoulder or whatever. He goes, Mom, I had that. Uh, we're out of time. Too, but... Shut up. <laughs> we are out of time, Mary. I'm sorry to well, say. Hey, hang on. I'm going to finish this story. It'll go into archives, I'm sure. All right. But I, I just said, uh, he, he told me, he said, Mom, I felt the same thing, but. I didn't want to say it because I thought you'd think I was on drugs. 
And he and I have discussed this in the years since then. Uh We also know that at one point we were brother and sister. So I think we do choose the people we live with or are born to from time to time. Sometimes it's the same people. Sometimes it's not. And, Mary, our calls have dropped because we are out of time. So um, thank you very much for the story. Penny, I hope this was helpful for you. It was, and thank you, Mary. Um, well, uh, I'm going to have to call you back and talk again on my reincarnation experience because I think it'll it. be uh, right. something that might interest you as well. Sounds great. All right. Well, uh, thank and you, you know ladies, what? for that, both. That can be another question. Do you believe that in reincarnation? That can be. Uh, yeah. That can be. Penny, All you're right, delightful. Well, I can't wait to hear that things have resolved amicably for you. And please, if you cannot see your way to find the beach today, go outside and sit on the grass or wherever you can. Go get grounded and then sage your house. Get this Bruce energy out. I think I'm going to sage my house to get Bruce out of my house. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great idea. I don't like him. All right, ladies. Ladies, it's been great. thank Thank you so much. Have a great right, afternoon. Bye, Tony. Bye-bye now. You too. Thanks. Thanks, Thanks bye, guys. Penny. Bye. Take bye. care. Bye-bye. Oh, we lost it. Oh, Hit the exit lost. button, Tony. It's ended already. Oh. Yeah, well, we, we shouldn't we, be on we, the phone we, call we then. Time. Well, then, I, but, well, and I it, it said your calls had already dropped, so... The calls are the calls are going to drop, but I think it uh, it might go. I don't know, but uh, we did an hour. Well, listen, I have no control board, so say good afternoon and have a wonderful day, Mary, and thank you very much for a great show. Bye. Bye.